turn off your phones hello and welcome back to cinema buns i'm ritter i'm mike i'm kevin um i know we took a bit of a hiatus there uh we had some personal issues that came up that caused some uh interruptions to recording but we're back yeah uh ritter and i got into a fight um i won and See, so we decided. yeah we got into magic and ritter couldn't handle <laughs> losing <it> to, <laughs> to kevin so we just flipped happened. tables but um we're nothing, back. Nothing serious. Yeah. We're back. We're going to be back on our original Don't tell schedule. Them we were just lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them we just forgot to record. <laughs> but, uh, I've been watching movies. We have just, been. Just, and we're going to talk about them right now. Good segue. Yeah. So, right now, we're talking about Borat 2, the subsequent sequel. Subsequent movie. The film? very long title that I don't remember. So, let's, let's go ahead and talk about this because. Was it Sha- about boys? So, Sasha Baron Cohen. Sasha? Sasha? Isn't that his it's name? It's just Sasha, yeah. Yeah. So, he's known for doing shtick to expose, like, hypocritical thinking and basically trick people into being shitty because they're shitty. From what I remember, a lot of his characters um, in uh, British television are just... A lot of it is just parody characters and caricatures of people that existed yeah. at the time. It was very early aughts. Um, and like, uh, as far as I know, he has kind of just stayed off the radar from like 2007 and then until the, for the next like 15 years, um, until this movie came out. And as it turns out, he's still true to form. Yeah. Whether or not that's kind of sense of humor and sensibility still has a place right now. Um, it's a little bit old school. It, I feel like, I don't know how I felt about it after watching it because the humor it's still biting. He still gets these people into situ. Like he did that. Probably the the best clip in my opinion was where he quote unquote disguised himself to go find his daughter. Mm-hmm. That's plot reason. But he goes to a like Trump rally, like a Proud Boys rally, mm-hmm. and he starts getting everyone to sing like about how great like Nazis are, or blah blah blah, and all that stuff. And that was a good scene. But the rest of it, I didn't really find funny. Like, I don't know. Was that just me? It, it was... There was a certain level of suspension of disbelief that kind of broke a few times for me. Because you could tell these people kind of knew they were being, like... Yeah. Like Did you... um You, you guys said that you guys didn't watch the first movie, right? No, I I've have not seen it. it. I have I've not. seen it. Okay. I, guess I, I heard was, the first I was one was a lot better because it. it was a lot more... Uh, so, so like, what, what I uh, thought about the first one was that because it was kind of new and... Um, no one knew who he was and everything like that. Not, yeah, and no one in America know who knows who Sasha Baron Cohen is yes. and, like, what he looks like. So, uh, a little bit... Uh, the movie is more authentic. A lot of the reactions um, and interviews and segments were a little bit more authentic. In this one, you can, like, kind of with, like, a good um, amount of belief... Uh, believe that all uh, like this a lot of these scenes were staged yeah or um there are less uh like candid pranks 
um i know in this movie i know they were self-aware enough to show that like a bunch of people because they showed a bunch of people recognizing him yeah so in the beginning uh because like he uh for plot the, the plot is that he's going back to america um to go do something and that uh since it's 2019 everyone has seen borat one and like recognize him and even well no, it's 2020 right well it, it was filmed in 2019 oh okay either way yeah it's still and, current and like you can look up articles like everyone's and sightings like a ufo like yeah. hey sasha baron cohen was seen filming and doing things is uh borat back and like yeah. um basically his adventures in the movie made headlines in the real world and, but that's <laughs> but i think that's the problem too is because that just shows that like mm-hmm. a lot of these scenes are either staged or they're not authentic reactions because <clears throat> there right. was one where his daughter his his like character daughter uh she goes to this like republican meeting of this republican ladies meeting and she starts talking about like how she finally masturbated and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, those reactions seem genuine. Yeah, yeah, like they're trying to be nice. That's, you could tell, like Eric those Andre are, level. Those are yeah. like the those are like you could tell like they were honest because those ladies were trying to be nice about it and be like, oh, good. And here's <laughs> and here's something else I I think kind of hindered this movie is now with YouTubers essentially now being celebrities and Twitch streamers and stuff like that. These type of antics are more i wouldn't say acceptable but are more widespread they're common they're more common yeah so when people start seeing stuff like this it is more common for them to just ignore it now or to just be <laughs> like okay if you're gonna buy the cake i don't know i don't care what you're saying right now just buy the cake <laughs> yeah um so i i mean i think that's definitely affected it and i think if they did the same movie but it was eric andre who headed it i think it would have been way better yeah, I mean, like, Eric Andre has kind of taken the place of Borat um, in yeah. recent years. Um, and, like, his uh, brand of comedy and, like, just kind of comedic chops is such on, on a different I'm, level. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know who that is. <laughs> That's fine. I will show you an episode after we're done recording. And you will understand just how chaotic he is. <laughs> and he he's just... He commits to the bit a hundred percent, and that's and I respect that about him. Uh-huh. Um, what did you guys think about the political commentary in this movie? Um, I found it interesting. Um, obvi- I really didn't care too much for it. Left leaning. Yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, I think the people that he was quote unquote, I wouldn't say exposing, but quote unquote like making an example of. Mm-hmm. Are, like, people that you can essentially, like, no, they deserve to kind of be made an example of, like, that anti-abortion mm-hmm. one. Uh, hospital thing? Yeah. And the... I think the those are a little bit more genuine. Yeah. Like, the, the, the two rednecks were pretty cool. Uh, those they, are actors. <laughs> yeah, those had have been actors, too, though, so I was yeah, like... Mm. and then the um, the rally, though. The uh, climax of the movie, you there, mean the, there the were, music festival? There were behind the scenes where... He had to, because people started, he had security in the audience keeping people from rushing the stage. Yeah, right. But after he was done, they started chasing him and he had to jump into an ambulance they rented and hold the door to keep them. But the problem is, is that while looking at that, I'm like, is that, was that genuine? Is that, or is that something he did after to try to hype up the film and make, I I think it is genuine, but I don't know. Um, There uh, are clips um, and like, uh, I, I saw this um, 
video where they were interviewing the event organizer because like what had happened was that uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's um, production company uh, organized uh, went with uh, an event organizer um, uh, like a Republican event organizer um, to and said hey we want to do this uh, music festival um, so they established it got it all together and there were only two bands playing mm-hmm. um, and uh the it like the event organizers kind of got the short end of the stick like they didn't know they were being pranked yeah so uh his so baron cohen's like production company um basically uh handled everything and like they were also noticing that they're paying for a lot of security and Mm -hmm. like all of this uh extra stuff um and then uh, sasha baron cohen got on stage and he uh like sang his song and then bolted out and then like Everyone from uh, Baron Cohen's group left the entire music festival. The only thing left was, um, like, just I they I think they actually hired just one legitimate band, and then like I guess all of the facilities that are left are are there. So they just continued their music festival. But and, and I know I've as heard... far as I know, the reactions and the audience members singing along like that's real. I know one section that. Uh, there's one part where the daughter is with this, like, uh, uh, woman who he's like, hey, babysit my my daughter. Mm-hmm. And this woman is basically led to believe that this girl is, like, being human trafficked or <laughs> yeah. something like that. I, I apparently found out through some research, she was very upset that this was all an act. And she apparently threw out, until they finally told her it was an act, she had been... She she had been stating she was going through mental distress and stuff because she's like, do I call the police what, and stuff like that? And apparently she sh- sued the production company. Right. And they settled. I don't understand because she's such a kind of like a big character. She has a lot of screen time in this movie. That's probably... And she like, got more screen time because she got that... They settled that thing. It's easier to get some, someone to... Uh, an actor to do it because like they're... But are, they wanted the reaction. Yeah. Yeah, but like... But here's they the, have a camera in a car and the camera in the TV that's, that's, in the in the living room and I'm like yeah that's how do you too. do this candidly and the other thing I'm thinking of is that like how can just how can you be the people in these situations and like that woman why not just call the fucking police um it's kind of like uh an example of how um a lot of people don't want to get into other people's business. Yeah, a little bit of that, and it's just that, like, if something is so extreme that people like don't know how to, don't want to get involved, or um, or don't even know how to react. Yeah, yeah. So, like, because um, you could probably categorize a lot of these bits as the cashier or the person that uh, Borat is interviewing or talking to, where he's saying a bunch of crazy shit is just kind of nodding along because they don't want to like they're in essence like uh optimistically speaking people are just nice and polite yeah they're not going to try to interrupt you or like kind of even if they don't if they don't agree with you they're not going to try to like interrupt you and like tell you especially when the job's on the line um yeah and so like uh if borat's saying like i'd like to buy a cage for my daughter can you recommend a cage for me like a a polite cashier will give you a recommendation and it's not like it's not a detriment to his morals or anything he's just like it's just like a a, there's something about a person um like everyone just kind of 
wants to be polite. Like, it's much easier to be polite and just say like, yeah, here, let me help you rather than like, what uh, the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Get out of, get trying to get a cage for a little girl. Um, I don't know. That's my optimistic view of it. Um, I guess I'm just kind of like defending the people he's making fun of, but yeah. Let's, let's talk about probably the most well-known and controversial scene in the movie, Rudy Giuliani's interview, um, where he, the girl's flirting with him consistently. They go back to the bedroom and she's like taking the mic off and the scene that's most quoted, not only in the news, but in pretty much any media is a scene where Rudy Giuliani's reaches his hand down his pants. Mm -hmm. Now he states in the media no, I was just tucking in my shirt. I wasn't doing anything like that. And when I watched the movie, I could lean either way on this. Yeah. <laughs> because in the scene before he does that, she's like trying to get the lapel mic off him. And she literally pulls his shirt out from his like mm. pants, like out from being tucked in. And I, and then when he does that, I'm like, and I, and I talked to my mother-in-law and she's like, well, who leans back to push their, uh, tuck their shirt in like that? He, he wasn't doing it. And I'm like, yeah, but I mean, so someone who's worked for years in a position where you have to have your shirt tucked in, getting an untucked like that is super uncomfortable and you don't want to keep it like that. So you're just like, oh, let me just get it. But I feel like thing. if he was doing it standing, it wouldn't be as big. He'd like lay no. down and, and that's the thing that threw me off. But he was on a bed and she was standing right in front of him. So he was like, oh, let me lean back just to get my shirt tucked in. And then I lean back up. What, what do you guys think? That my, my I don't know. Man. Is it's, it's rough I can see both <laughs> ways how it was. It, yeah, it's, it's definitely to, rough. Like... Him wanting to get his jollies or him just tucking in his shirt. I could see it. So I can uh, realistically see that they show us clips of where yeah, Rudy like... Giuliani is like during the interview. Uh, he's uh, shown um, smiling, uh, being oddly flirty with her. Yeah, I really yeah. And like, who knows? There are probably like um, uh, just answers he gave to the question that are just mundane or yeah. non flirty. So you can just filter all of those clips out and just keep in the ones where he's, he's... extra responsive um, and nice, yeah. and smiling a lot. Um, but they, I, it did, it did feel like they were like kind of handsy, um, when they were in a bedroom. Also, yeah. it's in a bedroom. Yeah. Uh, so like, now do yeah. you think they were both handsy or just her? Um, for the sake of the bitch, uh, Maria kind of had to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. Because he, uh, her aim is to kind of seduce him. Um, for him. Uh, he, was, he definitely wasn't arguing with it. Yeah. yeah he, I mean, he really went with her to the bedroom. Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> I forgot why, actually, like, to be honest. That it's just where they went. And honestly, that's why I'm like, honestly, it's it's hard to it's hard to know for sure. You're not Rudy Giuliani, so you can't tell what <laughs> if he's lying or not. You're not... You're, you can only see what they show you. And mm -hmm. with the rest of the movie feeling very staged for certain bits... Like you said, you can cut anything together to make it look fucking awful. Yeah. <laughs> so, and now, I'm not defending Rudy Giuliani by any sense. I don't agree with him for many things. But just for this instance, I'm trying to play devil's advocate. Um, I, I think... get you saying, like, you know, it's rough. It's really rough. Yeah. Like, it's hard out here. It's hard out here being a politician yeah. talking to a lot of oh, pretty yeah. girls. But I mean, also... <laughs> 
you can make the argument he shouldn't have been in that situation. He should have had some self-control to be like, I should. But at the same time, it's like the way I understand it, um, the that uh, someone in production was trying to get Sasha to like pull the plug and go in. That's why he went in in the first place to like cut the scene before Maria got her actually like harassed and touched. Yeah. Um, is that true? Because uh, otherwise, like. Uh, why else would he like show up? On, yeah, show up in that situation. Um, and if I remember correctly, like his phone was dying because he would because oh, they've yeah. been shooting all day. So, um, yeah, he had to like kind of go in and uh, rescue her. But yeah, no, I'm of the camp that uh, Rudy was trying to get his dick wet. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, like I've seen enough. Um, I'm just saying, if you're a politician who's been in the game for that long and you go with someone into the bedroom, you're already pulling up some red flags. You shouldn't put yeah. yourself in a situation <laughs> where you follow I someone shouldn't, into the bedroom. I uh, shouldn't take my worldviews from like movies and television, S- but there, uh, with like all of the articles that have come out through the Me Too movement and all of the movies about like just big boss CEOs yeah, yeah. and uh, other like bosses like just trying to like harassing their young uh pretty employees yeah. like i wouldn't put it past them That's i think true. if he, he was just looks like a pervy white dude he is not painted in a good light i will openly <laughs> admit to that my thing is like he the line of professionalism was crossed was crossed like <laughs> really hard if you're like and see that's where and I it's think like that's where his I, like, defense works against him 100 yeah because yeah, if she's tired, not feeling well, yeah, tell her to go to the room. You're, like, the interview's done. Maybe reschedule. You should leave. It's not your room. Yeah. So why would you just stay there? Yeah. Um, no, but, yeah, because, like... I, like, if like if he would have done that, he would have been fine. I, like, because, like, like, that kind of just gives evidence that he's, he's, like, lived in an environment where something like this is normal. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think if any of us just got an interview and, like, for some reason... I would be weirded out. If, yeah. Was, if, like, the interviewer was just, like, super extra flirty, I mean, like, I get it. I'm lonely and I... Yeah, right? <laughs> I would go for it, but still, I would... there There'd be, like, something's up. Yeah. I, I would be, like... Also, is, listen, isn't she... She's met... underage. That's, that's I think, the biggest red flag. I don't think... She's not on her age. Maria Bailakova is like twenty. Well, like well, no, her no, no, character no. is supposed. I don't think she ever said to Rudy Giuliani that her age, like her character's age. Her okay. character is sixteen, but like when she becomes, um, uh, like the, a liberal, yeah. uh, activist, mm-hmm. um, she's essentially a different character. Yeah. But like, for all intents and purposes, like she's someone else uh to everyone else because they don't know her as a 16 year old right uh kazakhstani girl yeah right um either way it was just kind of like mm, he not not the best <laughs> situation for himself to be in speaking of uh ugly bastards um the hentai tag <laughs> um the the um, the prim and proper southern uh school uh, where they teach like uh, Southern manners that, and whatever. Yeah. Uh, that well, that was good. <laughs> that's okay. that's uh one of the pieces of evidence I would take that uh creepy old white dudes exist <laughs> because like um in this in this entire like just sequence, Borat is kind of like uh teaching uh his daughter how to become like uh, a woman. A woman and, like, a sellable woman. Yeah. And so, like, she's gotten prettied up. Uh, she's had her makeover, and now she's turning how... She's learning how to be, like, um, a proper lady, uh, the Southern style. 
and so it's like a pageant type deal um yeah it's a it's a ball event in in the south it's still very popular for for people to do that yeah and he like asks uh (laughs) one of the uh dads dads Dads, yeah how much would he pay for for her yeah he's like five hundred dollars and then his like granddaughter next to him is no that was that was his daughter yeah probably and yeah. she's like, that's so disgusting. You're, that's disgusting. He's like, what? And she's like, <laughs> you're gross. And it's, and it's funny, just the just the generational difference too, yeah. because it, the guy's just like, oh, it's a joke, uh, and then the daughter's like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> you're right. saying you would buy her for five hundred? What the fuck? <laughs> and and but then like they do their dance, and it's like it's it, a shock. It's just shock humor, and it's yeah. cringy, and but. Seeing their reactions, because what's funny is, like, a bunch of the kids, all the all the boy teenagers are, like, just ghost white, and they're just like, what the fuck is going on? And all the girls are like, holy fuck. <laughs> and, like, trying to not laugh and stuff, and they're just, like, hiding their shock. And all the parents are just stone-faced, like, what the hell is happening? Everyone's all confused. Yeah. And that uh, goes towards, like, kind of my assertion that they're all being polite because they didn't even stop them yeah yeah she uh maria was showing her like bloodied panties uh and like spreading her again legs cringy over and shock over. humor and, and was... everyone's just like too polite in the in the uh we respect your culture kind of way because yeah. they because the way they painted it is like this is a kazakhstani dance and we'd like to show it to you for uh to thank you for your hospitality yeah and it would be rude to yeah. interrupt them yeah. And who knows? There's a probably a cultural barrier where it's okay to show your pubes. And th- and yeah, and that's <laughs> the thing you gotta say too is that like for some of these situations, I know earlier I was like, why don't people call the police or interrupt and stuff? Not only is it a polite thing, but it's also like people going, like you said, if this is their culture, I'm not gonna try to be like that's wrong. You can't do that and stuff. <laughs> and it's like, you get to certain. And obviously, if anyone were to do that. That's a new cut in the movie that's going <laughs> to be made. But overall, what would you guys think? I I thought, I honestly, I thought the movie was a waste of time. <laughs> I could, yeah. I, you can watch the best bits of this as a two-minute clip on YouTube. Um, Actually, like, the best bits of it probably were posted before the movie came exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah, um, his uh, concert at the music festival was already out. Um, and, like, all of his, like, pranks have probably been posted and like written about um but uh overall i because this movie has more writing in it there's actually like a story and um uh it leads into it's like not just a a prank eric andre prank show it leads into the coronavirus because he starts filming yeah um into the 2020 uh, year 2020 and then like it turns into uh everyone's gone <laughs> everyone's at home uh but uh i don't know do you want to kind of just reveal like what the major upset of the movie is like the big twist of it but like i don't know isn't I... it that he are you talking about like yeah, i think yeah I think the we're twist really that he was spreading covid yeah like yeah. he's the one that did it uh but yeah he Borat, I, the character, yeah, was yeah. injected with COVID, and he his boat that he was traveling on kept making stops at different yeah. Countries. And there's a there's a there's a funny scene uh, where he like coughs on Tom Hanks. Yeah, and <laughs> and like overall, this movie has more writing in it. Um, it has a story, whereas the first one was uh, kind of like just a collection of pranks and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
um, funny gags and bits. I think uh, they fo- like, the, like the facts. The facts bit was kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think they focus too much on the story though, because I mean, the story. I mean, the story in these movies are bad. Yeah, they're it's always gonna bad. be. And the fact that they dedicated so much screen time to certain bits for this story, where it's like, okay, that's funny for like half a second. Why are you still making jokes about it? Why are we still fo- Why are we still focusing on the fact that she ate the m- famous monkey from Kazakhstan? <laughs> like you could have said that in half a second, and we'd be done with it, and you would have gotten the laugh. It's a it's a character development. Um, and, but in a in a sense, I. There's a character arc. Like, these are all true things. There's a character arc. Um, there's a, a story and beginning, middle, end, and yeah. climax. And, like, in terms of pacing, it was okay. Uh, it was kind of hampered down by pranks. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I feel like uh should lean... I don't know. I, I don't know what's the worth of pranks anymore, honestly. Yeah, a lot uh, of th- a lot of things kind of fell flat. Like the sugar baby one was kind of flat. I was kind of like, mm. I think as it was interesting, but it was not really funny. You start experiencing diminishing returns the more money you spend to pull off a prank. I think because mm. there are some that like. I'm trying to think of one. Okay. Like the fax machine one costed them nothing. I'm sure. But no, so but I mean, I I think one... those aren't pranks. That's like, cause he's an actual character. The hit, like, yeah, but his he's an actual character. I think at I've, the end of the movie, so it's like that's a paid actor. This is a very odd throw, and I don't know if anyone else has seen these. The Brazil comedy show, where they the Brazilian comedy show where they do different bits. Like one of them is that they have this husband and wife or boyfriend girlfriend come into the store to try on a shirt. And what they do is in the changing room, they have a mirror that actually opens up into this back storage space. And the wait and the lady that's taking a measurement of the guy's neck has uh, lipstick on her thumb and finger to make it look like a kiss mark on his neck. Mm-hmm. And then he goes in, changes, comes out. And when she's he's showing the girlfriend, she's like, what's that lipstick? And then the other pretty girl comes out from the mirror. So it and looks like there is her hair. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks, and she like bats her eyes and says goodbye, waves goodbye to him. And see, like infidelity joke. <laughs> see like that. That's like, that's you, universal. Cause it's also muted. Well, yeah, <laughs> they don't, you don't hear any dialogue. It's just music. And I think laugh track. Yeah. And I mean, you, they spend money to get that set up, but the more money you spend to do something like that, I feel like the less, that sounds know. like candid camera from like the yeah, early aughts and nineties. It's just it's just hard to explain. I think the more money you spend on a certain prank to pull off, I think the less funny it gets. Just because at that point you need so much setup just to pull off like an easy prank or joke. It, you know it, who does it perfectly though? Hmm. Japanese game shows. Like <laughs> <laughs> sure. So so contestants in Japanese game shows get harassed constantly by the show and like you don't it's so weird because are you talking about the shows that are like wipeout where you have to do a challenge and everyone's mocking you yeah or like they're celebrities and comedians yeah and, no, okay. or like silent libraries type deals i but i think that goes a little i think i think what i'm trying to say is when you spend money to do candid stuff yeah that's when it starts getting like unrealistic and harassing just normal yeah pedestrians, but when yeah. you're doing like full stage works and stuff that's where it, yeah, you can get more funny because yeah. silent library i fucking loved silent library 
It was because you start getting into professional like meetings and stuff like that. And, and not even just that. Them. Like people who are there know what they're getting into. Yeah. Now, granted, there are times where the show can go too far, and that's not okay. In but... Silent Library? No, 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 I'm talking about just in general oh, okay. for shows in like Prince. this. But the other thing is, is that like when you're signing up for Silent Library or that like Japanese show or whatever, you already know what's going to happen. You're already, you, you, you have not, you have silently and or, and or explicitly agreed that you're okay with this mockery <laughs> and what's going to happen to you. When you get to these pranks like Sasha Baron Cohen or what some YouTubers do, it's just straight up harassment mm-hmm. yeah. and it's not funny. It's just cringy. Yeah. Like a lot of these quote unquote tiktok comedians (laughs) who just go out in public and start screaming at random people or like just acting like a fool and it's like twerking in a grocery store or yeah (laughs) doing the fucking wop dance in the middle of fries and you're just like (laughs) and you see the person passing by and they're just like i'm just here to get fucking milk i don't want to see some kid who thinks they're hot doing the renegade in the middle of the Uh As as long as whatever they do doesn't impede what i'm there to do I really don't care. Like, if you start impeding, like, if you, like, yell at me, I'm going to smack you. I'm going to smack you. But, like, if, if you're just, like, doing something in the back, I'm just getting milk, and I'm just like, good for you, and kid. That's what and I then think, I kind of go on with my day. And that's what I think kind of hurt this movie, is that a lot of people have become desensitized to that kind of humor in general. But, I mean, I've seen, I've talked to people who really like the movie. My mother-in-law thought it was hilarious. I mean, it's rating well. Yeah. Audience members are, uh, I think, at, like, 69. Nice. Um, but uh critic score is actually it's 67 so not nice um 86 tomato meter certified fresh that's interesting though because like i think technically it's a better movie than the first one i would agree like writing wise production wise writing and the way they've set things up is better i will agree with that and i will give them credit you know what it's not my type of humor i think that's what it is it's not my type (laughs) are we boomers (laughs) no Oh, it's no. just, I don't know. I'm not a fan of like the type of comedy where you humiliate humiliate other people. It's just not my type of comedy. Innocent people. Yeah, um, innocent because, people. Like, yeah, I, I'll be. You're right. I'll be down to go to you're a right. Fair enough. Or, yeah. Uh, try to go through a hole in the wall and then yeah. fall in now, a puddle. Now hold on. When you start messing with innocent, innocent people, does that go towards people who you genuinely believe deserve it? It depends. Because just because I believe someone deserves it doesn't mean they actually deserve it. Just because I don't like Let, you doesn't mean like Westboro Baptist Church. I have no idea who the Avian are. Wow! What the fuck is happening, <laughs> guys? I'm so enclosed. You guys need you like if you want to. They're, they're the people that went to uh, soldier funerals, mm-hmm. saying that the soldiers deserve to die because uh, God is punishing them for allowing gays. Yeah, that's messed up, but we live in a world like in a world where they can say that. It sucks and it's annoying, but at the same time we live in they live in a society where they can say that. They can. That's what but I'm that saying. That means I have the right to humiliate them and <laughs> and, and troll on them a little bit. Fair enough. I, okay, like that's like well, I'm not against like doing it. I'm just saying like it's not my type of comedy. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. I'm not I'm not going to get so mad about Eric, it. Eric Andre might not be your cup of tea though. Yeah. It's it's generally a hard watch, but um, only like kind of the bits where he's actually in the talk show studio talking to a celebrity. That's that's the one I'm a little bit. Uh, those are so yes, those are the best ones. But the ones where he's out in the street and like, except for like a few ones, but like some of it is a hard watch. Now hold on, 
when he went to the RNC and the DNC <laughs> back in 2016, those were, oof. Those are some of the television's best moments, yes. Um, and, like, I still quote, uh, you guys ready to legalize... legalize you guys ready to legalize ranch, bro? Chachos, meet you, got, meet you down at the quad where you're just talking to a bunch of college students and saying weird shit. That's it. It's harmless. But yeah. It's funny. Or when he's walking around, yo, smell this sock. I just thought it stinks. And they're like, no, don't get get that out of here. He's like, dude, you got dude, it stinks. You got to smell this sock. And they're like, what the fuck like, are you those doing? Those sound harmless. Like, yeah. you know, you're not like tricking someone into a bit, you know? No, he, he's just, yeah, it's just good. Uh, I got to but i mean so you start like yelling at people or like they're like trying to grab something and then it's like something else and there's a couple of them those will those will make me laugh what like if you're if they're just like talking just random crap and people are just like oh okay and then just you can move on with the rest of their day it's not impeding what they're just trying to do with the rest of their life like i don't mind that stuff like so when you start just messing with people where like like physically messing with them or like just uh like bothering don't want to be bothered mm-hmm. like that stuff kind of actually kirks me the wrong way mm-hmm. you get irks, it, get, it like irks me the wrong way because oh, i'm yeah. the type of person that, that will kirk because like yeah if people were like because <laughs> someone tried to almost got me in a situation like that and i almost oh. smacked him and i was like no mike almost got pranked yeah oh man he, he almost got pranked which, for youtube which, clout. which you god damn it which youtube channel do we need to watch to see you <laughs> no, like, now hold on i will say this I love seeing the videos of people fucking with like innocent people and then just getting the shit smacked. Those make me laugh. Those (laughs) make me laugh. There's there's one where you deserve that. (laughs) There's one where this like YouTube guys who are known for faking reactions and stuff, uh, but one of them you can tell this one was real. Because he goes to the hood and he's like, pull your pants up. And he goes to these guys and he tries to forcibly pull their pants up. And one guy turns around whack smacks him to the ground and you can see in the video like the hands come out to defend himself so late after the smack happens and he falls straight to the ground and it's just like oh fuck and did they post that or someone else did no they posted it okay because they want the clout okay um no what would you so let's let's go ahead and wrap i mean the is there anything else you guys have to say about Borat? That's the only mm, thing. Not, not really. I mean, like, a lot of... It, we said the most memorable parts of it. I think Borat is a very surface-level movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's you, fine. You don't, don't have to watch it multiple times to get new perspectives or anything. Literally one watch yeah. and you're done. You know what the best part of the movie is? The credits music. Which one? What, what was the music? Just the two of us. <laughs> we can make it if we try. Just, Just the, the two. two of us. But you and I. So, Kevin, would you recommend it? No. <laughs> Mike, would you recommend it? Not to um, anyone I know, but not I would to, love, yeah, not would, to anyone I know. I'd love to just like, hey, did you have you seen the new Borat movie? Actually, that's what I did after I saw it. Like, yeah. I would just ask random people at work or some of so my friends. So you're saying yeah. you went up to your roommate and you went, here, sit down real quick, hit play, and then you ran to your room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if some people saw it, I wouldn't mind talking to them about it. But if it's like. I would never. I'd probably not recommend this to anybody. Yeah, I. I don't think it's worth your time to watch it. I mean, like I said, YouTube did you it better. Really, yeah. If you <laughs> really want to see certain bits, you can find it on YouTube, without wasting your time. So, well, I mean, after that, I don't really have much else to say about Borat. Um, would you say that he's nice? My wife. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, 
I mean, yeah, that's uh, pretty much it on Borat. Definitely, I don't recommend seeing it, but... Uh, a uh, soggy croissant out of a cinnamon bun. Definitely watch rating. it with your family. I, I would say moldy bread you find at the back of your pantry when it's the la- you're like, oh, I got bread to make a PB&J. <laughs> you go to get it, and you're like, fuck. I'm not going to lie. I actually ate moldy bread the other day on accident. How? Well, I took a bite. And I'm like, man, this is really sour. And then I took another bite and like, mm, still doesn't taste How right. How do you not know it's moldy before you made the sandwich? Because it was on the bottom. So like I cut it on the top, you know, cut my slice on the top from the, like, you know, I, okay. So it was moldy. I'm on trying the, to understand uh, how you okay. get the bread without. So you, the so you got the, so you got the loaf, right? And then I took it out. There was no mold on the top, on the top of the bread. So it was all underneath is where the because mold you're grew. looking at it. Down, I'm looking like, at it from up. Yeah. From like the above position. So when I cut it, I just take it and I don't look Wait, at it after that. You just get bread and then slice it yourself. You don't just get sliced bread. From yeah, my buddy bread. bakes his own bread. So I just kind of slice and then I just eat it. So yeah, that's your first problem. <laughs> well, no, it was delicious. You, pro- you probably just had like the anti-penicillin right there. <laughs> well, no, it's like it was like at that point it was like a week old. They shouldn't mold after a week. Maybe it was two weeks. I don't remember. It, it's been there for a minute. Dude, there's bread in my no, pantry. That's uh, well, that's no, also... I don't remember. He goes Another home, thing. and we're going to get a text tonight going, it was a month. <laughs> I had it for a month. No, I think he even told me, like, he think the issue was, is, like, he didn't wait for it to uh, proof long enough, or not proof, uh, to dry long mm. enough before he put, put it in the wrapping, oh. and so he thinks that's what happened. Maybe. Um. So, yeah, but I sliced the piece. I didn't even look it's at it so after cool. that, and I took a bite, and I'm like, mm, that's that's really sour. Mm, that doesn't taste right. And I was like talking to my cat. I was like, oh. And then I bit, took another piece. And, then and I was like, flipped mm. the sandwich over. And yeah. And I took it. another bite. And I was like, man, this really doesn't. And then I finally looked at it. And I was like, oh, that's because that's mold. I'm eating mold. Okay. And I threw it away. <laughs> well, with that, <laughs> yeah. I, I want to thank everyone for listening into the podcast. Uh, I'm alive. It. Thank you so much for your patience with the break. Uh, we'll we're gonna be more consistent with our uploads again, and we'll. Uh, See you next week. Fingers crossed. Fingers <laughs> crossed. We make it through. <laughs> I'm Ritter. I'm Mike. I'm Gavin. Bye. Bye.